Communications Manager for Sklow Center Region Library. We are located in the heart of downtown State College on the corner of Beaver Avenue and Allen Street. And this episode is dropping on Wednesday, June 5th, 2019. We had a great summer uh, summer reading blast off event this past weekend. Thank you for everyone who came to, to everyone who came. We just, uh, just uh, great to see everyone. All the activities, concerts, uh, magic show. Uh, as people, we now can get summer reading going. You can log in your reading. Uh, still register if you haven't yet, reading.sclolibrary.org. So just a great start to summer here at Sclow. And also a thing happening at Sclow this summer, that this, what, that's what this episode is about, is the free summer lunch program that is coming to Sclow again. We did it last summer. It's through the Penn State Healthy Bodies Project. And starting June 18th, every Tuesday from 11.30 a.m. to 12.30 p.m., free lunches will be served for kids uh, ages 0 to 18. Uh, parents if you, or guardians, if you'd like to join your kid, you can also uh, purchase a lunch for 2 bucks. And it's, uh, it's just this great program that's run through the Healthy Bodies Project. And our guest today is Katie Simpson, who is the nutrition educator at the Healthy Bodies Project at Penn State. And they have, this is the second year that they've had these free summer lunches throughout the center region. And now, actually, this year, as you'll hear in my conversation with Katie, into Belfont, the Belfont uh, Center County Library is going to be having uh, free summer lunches as well. And they're at, at, at parks. And every day through the week, Monday through Friday, there's a different place uh, that has free free lunches for kids, and it's just a great program. Helps with the food insecurity issues that uh, that this region has, and, and across the country that uh, kids have after school um, after school ends and for the summer. So it's just a great program, and SCLO is proud to be part of it um, on Tuesday uh, from eleven thirty to twelve thirty. So here's my conversation with Katie Simpson as you get to learn a little bit more about the free summer lunch program and the Healthy Bodies Project at Penn State. Joined today with uh, Katie Simpson of Penn State's Healthy Bodies Project as we're getting ready for uh, a second year of free summer lunches at SCLO and throughout the center region. Uh, Katie, thank you for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah. Um, I guess, first of all, if you want to talk a little bit about the Healthy Bodies Project sure. uh, for people who might not be familiar with it. Sure. So we're um, a research lab that's run by Dr. Lori Francis, um, who's a professor at Penn State. Um, and we are made up of, we're called the Family and Child Health Project, um, and there's three projects underneath that umbrella, um, and so we're one of those, um, the Healthy Bodies Project, and we're also considered a SNAP-Ed partner, um, which means that I'm a SNAP-Ed nutrition educator, but at the same time, whenever we're doing our nutrition education, um, we're also recording um, interesting data about kids and food, so um, food identification and 
um, what, how they learn about what food is healthy and what food is maybe not so healthy. <laughs> yeah, in your bio, I have to maybe go, I was going to wait, but uh, I know one of the things you wrote is that you like to dare kids to try new foods. Yes. And as a, a parent of two young kids who I'm trying to try new food, what oh, are yeah. your tips on? Oh, man. <laughs> um, my first thing and my biggest thing, and this is the reason that I got um, over a lot of my food phobias, is cooking. Mm-hmm. Um, so either, or just being involved somehow. So whether that's helping grow things, so um, growing from seeds or even just like buying pepper plants or tomato plants um, and having the kids help um, take care of them. And then also helping out in the kitchen. A lot of times uh, I think that freaks some parents out because kitchens are sharp objects and things are really hot. But there's a lot of stuff that kids can do. Um, I taught infants and toddlers for a couple years, and I even cooked with them. And they may not be able to use a knife, but if, you know, you're having a salad, they can tear up lettuce. Um, There's stuff that they can do. Um, And it just makes them feel more involved, and it gives them some agency over it. So if they put in all this effort, it's kind of like, why not try it? Because that's the barrier. Like, most kids like food. It's just the trying it. Mm -hmm. Um, Because you always get, well, I don't like that. And it's like, well, you didn't try it yet. You don't know if you like it or not. So That's what I get a lot in my house. Yep. Um, I guess if I want to talk a little bit about the the free summer lunch yeah. program. This is the second year that's gone around to different locations. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess how did it go last year? How, you know, you talk a little bit about the program. Yeah, so last year was a lot, um, but I think we did an awesome job. Um, I know that my staff and I had a lot of fun. The kids really seemed to have fun. Um, and it was a really rainy summer, but other than that, I think it did go really well, at least for the first year of doing it with this kind of new model. Um, so because we are open sites, we really are, um, like we fluctuate how many kids are there every day. Like the weather is a huge factor we found. Um, and so it just, it was a learning curve. We kind of had to figure out, you know, how much, how many kids to expect each week, um, which park is our busiest, Um, And then we kind of adjusted how much food we would order. um, And then we got to go um, do the fun stuff, which was coming up with theme weeks. And, like, we did um, Shark Week. Um, We gave out um, little watermelon shark fin popsicles. And um, I think we did a FIFA week and Arts Fest week. So, yeah, it it was a good summer in the fact that we kind of figured out what we were doing. Um, but also still had fun doing it. So um, looking forward to this year. Yeah. Do you do you know do you know how many kids you served last so summer? So we served um, a little over fifteen hundred meals. Wow. Which true. is awesome. Yeah. yeah. And h- at how many locations did you have? Uh... So I believe we were at five. We had a couple go off and on, mm-hmm. um, but we're at three main parks, um, and then we were at Sklow, and then also um, St. Paul's downtown, mm-hmm. um, and. So we really are trying to get somewhere in Belfont this year. So I'm really happy to say that we've added um, the Belfont Setter Region Library. Hmm. Um, and so they'll be serving on the same day as Sklow, actually. Yeah. yeah, that's great. Yeah, Sklow's on uh, on Tuesdays at 1130 um, starting June 18. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what are the, the parks you're in? So the parks are always um, noon to one. Mm-hmm. Um, and we are in Tudyk Park on Mondays and Wednesdays. That's typically our most popular day. Um, it's a pretty big park, too. Um, Orchard Park, we're on Tuesdays and Fridays. And then Blue Spring Park on Thursdays. Mm. 
What kind of uh, did you get fee- a lot of feedback from families who brought their kids and and about the program and any response? Yeah, you had? they really enjoyed um, not really having to fill out any paperwork or really deal with any of that. It's kind of just a good faith. Like um, you never really know who's struggling with food insecurity. Um, and it's not something that's stagnant and fluctuates even from, you know, day to day, week to week with different families. So, um, I, I know a lot of people really like just being able to show up with no questions asked, get a free meal for their kids. Um, and it also ended up being a pretty cool community activity. We saw a lot of the same families at the same parks on the same days. So we had like the Tudic crowd and the Orchard Park crowd. We had some families come every single day, which was awesome. Um, and we started to be able to like get their tray ready because we would know their order. Um, and I definitely know the parents also really talked a lot about um, the activities. Yeah. They really liked having our little theme weeks and just making it fun. It was like a nice way to get their kids to go outside and play. <laughs> yeah, th- I guess that's um, a little bit of background with the program that it, it was brought up to with the food security issue. So it's, mm-hmm. it's basically runs when kids aren't in school and don't maybe, you know, there are families that maybe don't have that access. Right. Can you talk a little bit about yeah. that? Yeah. So it is a national program. Um, but I know we serve 1,500 meals last summer, but um, our program is really on a much smaller scale. Um, in bigger places like Philly, I know that the actual city runs the program, so they're the sponsor, and then, like, SCLO would contact the city and um, they instead of us. So mm-hmm. we're fulfilling a very big role <laughs> um, for a tiny project. But um, the goal is really to kind of fill the gap for the kiddos who might be getting the free or reduced-price lunch um, during the year. Um, the thinking is that if they're needing assistance during the year, then what happens when school's not in session they still might be needing um, some food to eat during the day. And so it's the, uh, the program is funded by um, the PA Department of Education and the USDA. Um, so it, it, it's really awesome, and it also ensures that kids are getting a healthy meal because um, in order to be reimbursed, we have to follow the USDA meal patterns. Um, so it's not only free, but it's also healthy, too. Yeah, so. yeah what types of... Um meals are you able to to provide I guess for for the kids yeah so because we are so small and we aren't able to offer as many things that I would like um, another good tip to get kids to eat things is to give them choices Um, so there's been a lot of research in that and instead of just being like here's some carrots you can ask them do you want carrots or celery Mm -hmm. and kids are more likely to eat their own choice because they feel like it's their choice not yours um, so the goal is to have some different options this year, but we typically have peanut butter and jelly. We have some deli meat sandwiches. And then um, I found out last year that the peanut butter and jellies we serve that, um, don't have enough peanut butter in them to count as a protein. Um, so we added a snack component. So that's where we've been giving out string cheese or sunflower seeds, um, trying to think of a nut-free way to add some more protein to the meal so that it is USDA compliant. Um, and apples. I actually just heard back from Megan from Way's Fruit Farm, Way Fruit Farm today. Um, they are going to be donating some apples for our first week, um, which is really important to me. Um, I really would like to highlight more local food, um, but we're constantly balancing the um, cost and then also the the desire to feature local food. 
do you work closely with the the schools in terms of promoting the, or let, letting um, so the kids are I mean obviously SCLO will be promoting mm-hmm. it but I mean how the kids can know about um, or families can know about that they're, that these are happening sure yeah. we try to get our flyer in the email listserv or at least approved for um, like the flyer tables in the district um, and a lot of what we of our promoting is really word of mouth and we hang up flyers all around town as well and you have a, a Facebook page that, that people can go to, I guess, yes. to keep uh, keep uh, know when you know what's going on. Yeah. yeah. Our, so our Facebook page is where we post everything that's going on. We post all of the fun visitors. So um, this year we are doing a superhero week again, and um, Rob Niece from Alpha Fire Company is coming again um, to show off his truck, and everyone gets to play on the truck, um, and that's super fun. Um, and also this year, what's new is we have, well, we have two new things. So the first new thing is that our biggest partner is really Parks and Rec. Um, they run out all of their pavilions to us um, and for the summer, which is awesome because then when it rains, we don't have to move and we can still serve. Um, and so they actually have something new called um, Rec on the Go, which is this really awesome van that basically has all sorts of sports equipment and, like, any type of camp game at stuff ever, um, plus staff. So they're actually going to be there at our parks Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday, um, kind of leading activities and things with the kids. And then I'm also going to be there doing nutrition education activities with them, so different food tastings. Um, and snacks, doing some art projects, um, things like that. So, um, yeah. That's cool. it, that sounds like a great, great summer yeah. coming out there. Um, and I guess uh, families who bring kids, they're, they're able to, like, purchase a lot? If yeah. The adult. Or the, yeah, yeah so because the meals are funded by the PA Department of Education, it really is intended for kids. Mm-hmm. Um, but... It, for parents who show up with their kids who would also like to enjoy a meal, we offer them for two dollars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, and yeah, I mean that's great uh, for the you know if they want time together. Yeah, and sometimes and it is tough. To sit, yeah. yeah, they get to sit down outside yeah. and eat together. Yeah, which also encourages healthy habits. Right. So. Have you? I mean, what is um, this? Is sort of maybe side uh, story is like the nutrition with kids. How mm-hmm. much of a challenge? Do you see it, like, are you noticing trends in terms of trying to have kids eat healthier? And um, I guess one of the biggest problems is that um, even when people say that they kind of have healthier food in cafeterias, a lot of times kids don't eat it. Mm-hmm. Um, so something interesting that we've been uh, looking into is called the um, Smarter Lunchroom Program, which is free for all schools to do. Um, it's really cool. We were actually doing it with a couple schools um, this year. And basically, they use um, behavioral economics to... So basically, they try to get kids to eat healthier things and make healthier choices on, like, a psychological level. Um, Because, again, that kind of goes back to what we were talking about before, where the biggest barrier is just getting them to try things. Um, And so there's this really cool video where we watched for a training whenever we were doing the lunchroom training... And um, they showed the kids, like middle school kids, going through a lunch line, and they were picking up, like, sugary drinks, cookies, things like that. And so the whole idea, and it's something that you can do at home as well, is it to basically just rearrange things. So 
one of the things was giving the items a new cool name. So, like, they had a vegetarian burrito. They started calling it the Big Bad Bean Burrito, (laughs) trying to come up with names that maybe appeal to kids. And then they just positioned things differently. So the burritos were first instead of the pizza. They put fruit in multiple areas in the line. So kind of like, hey, if you didn't grab one of these, like, here it is, which is a lot more effective than an adult telling you to grab it. (laughs) Um, And they put um, the unflavored milk and water, like, in front of the sugary drinks. And then they showed the kids going through it again, and they made healthier choices. And at the end, they asked them, like, why did you choose this instead? And they were just flabbergasted. They are like, I don't know. So, yeah, it's pretty cool. I think a lot of it is that kids really know, at least older kids, but the kids that we're working with, um, there's not really a challenge of getting them excited. Um, Kids, preschool kids are always excited, but... Um, really kind of getting them on board and giving them the knowledge that they have the agency to make better choices. Um, And I also work with adults, and I think the adults are harder to work with (laughs) than the kids because they're very set in their ways. So we try to get the kids on board so that if they're saying, well, my mommy drinks soda, and they, but they know it's not healthy, you'd be like, well, you tell her, whether uh, that's a sometimes or anytime thing. Oh, that's interesting. How did this um, become sort of like something you wanted to do i mean you call yourself a reformed picky eater in your bio i guess how did um you know this looking at food and nutrition and how that become uh uh, your career yeah (laughs) so when i was little i was a really big picky eater um i just didn't like trying a lot of new things um and I when I was like 12 or 13 so I was definitely older um, I started getting really into cooking I was obsessed with watching the Food Network um, I really I started cooking more at home and when I was putting all this effort into making something and I also got to see exactly what went in it which took out kind of like the, the fear of the unknown um, I started trying things and again that's when I realized oh these things are good um, and so basically through cooking I feel like I've found a way to for me to eat healthier so um, with that knowledge um, I did the career and technical program the culinary arts program at State High um, for two years Um, I've worked in different bakeries and restaurants um, and then when I went to Penn State I majored in um, human development and family studies And so it was really just like a combination of my two favorite things, which was working with kids and um, talking about food. So, (laughs) Do you have a a signature dish you like to make at home? (laughs) So I have a favorite dish. I was actually talking about this with my friends the other day. I don't think I actually have like a signature dish, at least besides I have these double chocolate cookies, which are (laughs) definitely a sometimes food, not an anytime (laughs) food. Um, But I really like making homemade pasta. Um, it's it's really fun to make with kids because it's basically like making Play-Doh that you can eat. Um, I made it before with my um, infants and toddlers before, and I actually just had them use our Play-Doh tools that I had cleaned before <laughs> um, to roll out the dough and cut them, and we made um, vegetable soup in a crock pot in our classroom. So, oh, wow. Um, definitely, and you can do anything with pasta. You can yeah. put it in soup. You can use it for, like, stir-fry you can just do a traditional pasta sauce. Mm, so that's great. Um, and if, I know uh, another part of your body. You say you love to read, which uh, yes. I, of course, at school we love to hear. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and you, I guess you said you enjoy psychological thrillers. Yes. Um, is, is there a book or book that 
that stands out to you, either a psychological thriller or a book that really impacted your life? Sure. Or st- yeah. Oh my gosh, that's a loaded question. <laughs> well, just as far as psychological thrillers go, I've Gone Girl's like one of my favorite mm-hmm. books. Um, I don't think that really impacted my life at all, besides <laughs> make me paranoid for a yeah. little bit after I read it. Um, and my absolute favorite book of all time, which has nothing to do with anything that I was talking about, was um, is Pride and Prejudice. Mm-hmm. I've read that over and over again. Um, but I do also like a lot of Michael Pollan's books. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really like his Food Rules book. Um, I use them sometimes when I'm talking to friends, especially um, when you look at ingredients lists. Mm-hmm. It's I think one of his rules is if your grandma wouldn't recognize it as food, you probably shouldn't eat it, um, which is a pretty good rule. Yeah, yeah that's actually it. And his big thing is the like eat food, not too much, mostly plants. That's like the biggest overarching rule that I feel like could bust like all diets. Yeah. You know, that's that's like pretty golden food rule yeah. right there. Wow. Well, Katie, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we're looking for Slow is definitely looking forward to hosting the uh, summer lunch yeah, program. Yeah, we appreciate yeah, you having on us on Tuesdays, and uh, and people can check out the other locations too. Um, but thank you again, and uh, look forward to it. Yeah, thanks so much. you to visit the Penn State Healthy Bodies Project Facebook page. They have, they'll have the complete list of locations, times, themes uh, um, going on this summer where the free summer lunch, lunch program will be. Uh, SCLO again will be hosting the free summer lunch program on Tuesdays starting June 18th and going until August 20th. It's Tuesdays uh, from 11.30 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. in our community room. So definitely, you know, visit SCLO. Kids ages 0 to 18 get free lunch, free lunches. And, again, SCLO is just very proud and, and to be part of this program again for the second year and looking forward to, to seeing all the families and kids come for free summer lunches on, on Tuesdays at SCLO. Other things happening at the library, again, a reminder that summer hours are now in effect, so SCLO is closed on Sundays from now until after Labor Day, uh, but our digital library with e-books, e-audio books, video streaming through Canopy is open 24-7, and you can access it through our website, sclolibrary.org. On Saturday, June 8th, uh, Saturday Stories Alive is happening in our children's department. That's at 11 a.m. On Tuesday, June 11th, the Nittany Valley Writers Network is having their final meeting until till the fall, until September. They take off uh, July and August. That's at 6.30 p.m. in our community room. And then on Thursday, June 13th, if you have a printed calendar from Adult Services, this isn't in there, but it is happening. On June 13th, snagging a job at Penn State, Pennsylvania Career Link will be returning. They did this program before in the winter or spring. Uh, it's at 12.30 p.m. to 2.30 p.m. Uh, in our community room. It's uh, If you are always had a desire to work at Penn State, uh, there will be someone from uh, the Pennsylvania Career Link there and, a, and a, also a Penn State HR person there to help you navigate the system, get your applications in, and uh, it's a, a great program if you are looking to, to get a job at Penn State. 
And then, of course, summer reading is going on. Uh, definitely encourage you to sign up if you haven't yet and log in. Again, babies to adults. Uh, again, some great programs going to be happening around with this space theme, a universe of stories, reading.sclolibrary.org. Everything's on our website, all of our calendar events, sclolibrary.org. Uh, we have a social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And, of course, this podcast, and I want to thank Katie Simpson again for joining us as we look forward to the summer lunch program. Next week, we will be talking and looking ahead to the Central PA Theater and Dance Fest. That's going to be happening later in June, and SCLO is going to be uh, hosting a couple events for that. So we look forward to looking, for, looking forward to previewing that on this, uh, on this podcast next week. But until then, we hope everyone has a great week as we uh, get, as the summer's really getting going. And we hope to see you at Slow Library. <laughs>